don't you play the intro? Because it kind of gets me juiced. It gets me into the vibe. Yeah. And then there's times when you go, fuck, really? We're, we're still doing the intro thing? <laughs> like, well, this is this one time. of those times. This is not one of those times. I like it. It gets. <laughs> it's, like, it's like hearing the audience. It's like getting out. It's a warm-up band, you know? Or should we do this the exploited intro we did for Teen Wolf? <laughs> so <Sex> good. And <laughs> violence. Sex. And violence. Sex. And violence. Wait, I'm already feeling it. Sex. Yes. And violence. Sex and violence. Sex and violence. Yeah. Sex and violence. Sex and violence. I love it. Yeah, solid. That's solid stuff right there. I like they it. Got me. I got a chuckle out of me. <laughs> it's good, right? It's nice to have it back. For those who are listening, we've been skipping the intro music for a little while, and it's been fine because we've been efficient about it. But we hadn't heard it for a while, so we wanted to hear it again to get ourselves pumped. And that's what it did. It pumped me up. I'm pumped, guys. Super pumped. Super pumped. Super pumped. Guys, welcome to Back to the Show. Uh, Robert, Danny, how you guys doing? Glad to have everybody back. It's been a little while. I postponed us a couple of weeks. I'm sorry about that. Three months. <laughs> <laughs> doing good. Feeling pumped. Feeling super pumped. pumped. <laughs> guys, we're super pumped. Uh, <laughs> Dude, are you guys pumped? I'm, I'm pumped. pumped. I don't know about you guys, but I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. Would you say you're pumped, or would you say you're more than that in terms of pumpedness? Dude, I'm 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 super pumped. I'm I'm there losing my pump. <laughs> my pump is decreasing by the moment. I'm losing pump. Losing pump. Increase the pump. <laughs> Guys, uh, I'll tell you why I'm pumped because this week uh, we are doing the 1992 classic thriller. Is it classic? Uh, Uncle Buck 2. No, wait. Sorry. <laughs> Uncle Buck 2. <laughs> the, the hand that rocks the cradle, guys. The hand that rocks the cradle. I don't know if it's classic. Maybe that's a lot to say. But it, it felt like an important pop culture moment in my... I feel like it did, Filmmaking, right? film-watching youth. A little bit. It was like a big deal. I remember being... A big deal. I remember being around and people talking about it. And it was like a thing. Yeah. It still sits in my memory somehow. Yeah. Do who do you guys remember who put this on the wheel? Do we remember that? I think I did. If if Danny says it was him, I trust Danny. Well, Danny, wait a minute. If, if you guys don't like it, then it was Robert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it no, was Danny. <laughs> I think it was definitely it was definitely Danny. Danny, do, why did you put it on the or you know, set why is this film something that you put on the list and where does it sort of sit for you in terms of like why go back and watch this thing? After watching The Crush, I was trying to think of movies that, you know, were suspenseful and maybe scary a little bit and that I couldn't quite remember ever watching since or even thinking about it. So that's yeah. why I came up with a single white female and right. then maybe Robert or somebody maybe mentioned Hand of Rocks a Cradle. Or, I, I think know. that. See what he's doing right there, Robert? No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I think that when we were doing Single White Female, this was, you know, popping up as like, ooh, people also like. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like I, in, in looking for a single white female, saw this as a recommendation and was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, it definitely like sits in. The, I think we mentioned it also maybe during, maybe we didn't. I don't know, but I feel like we talked about it a little bit. Just like single white female, the crush were part of these like thriller domestic thrillers yeah, where someone which- was crazy that don't really get made that much anymore but that in the early 90s were like everywhere it was like this was this was the like the go-to kind of like thriller erotic thriller like psychological thriller they were all like kind of sexy and dangerous and they didn't have a ton of gore but there was always a crazy murderer in it or a crazy killer there were you know, so like, many, so many of them, so so many of and, them. That were and like I, this. I struggle now to reconcile, like how a thirteen-year-old boy was so stoked about these movies, and I'm thinking, 
like maybe it's just that there was the, the tease of there might be some titties in it. <laughs> I think you're right. I think that's that's a good the, point. The breastfeeding got me. <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. <laughs> I mean, but really, like I like single white female. This, I mean, uh, I don't know. Like there there are a lot, and I now can't think of other examples. But it's like <clears throat> as you're watching this movie, it's like what about this kept my attention as a 12 year old for almost two hours. And it's like that in the previews, do you like, you see that there's like sexiness and you're like, there's going to be titties. Yep. We're going to watch that. Well, so I'm looking up right now on the titty machine. I mean, the internet. <laughs> um, it's an um, uh, Yeah, I'm looking up on the on the sex machine. Tetometer. <laughs> I'm looking up on the sex computer that I have, and <laughs> that's what? the spare you keep in the corner, it's, uh, right. designated yeah. for only that's... one use. <laughs> looking up sex. Um, <laughs> This was a superficial fucking (laughs) unit. (laughs) No, no, don't use that one. That's what the the guests come over. (laughs) No, uh, why is is the mouth so sticky, Jonas? (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Just wrapped in saran wrap. Um, The okay. So what? What I like peel away covers. New fresh one, <laughs> right? Oh my god, it's like when you go to the doctor and they uh, <laughs> they ask you to sit on the bench and they whip that that they roll that butcher paper down yeah. a few feet. Yep. Yeah, let some fresh paper. That's on the seat. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right. Okay, anyways, let's guys. Anyways, yeah, it's been a great here? podcast. Thanks everybody for listening. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's talk about. Okay, let me just Nailed set up. Hand, let's set up the hand that rocks the cradle then for the okay. people. Okay. So The Hand That Rocks the Cradle comes out in, t- in 1992. It stars uh, Annabella Ciora, Rebecca De Mornay. I think it made her a pretty big star, arguably, out of this. Directed by Curtis Hansen, who would go on to direct L.A. Confidential, which is one of my favorite oh, movies, actually. Yeah, that's a good movie. Uh, he did Bad Influence, which I remember as a kid. That's a sexy thriller movie, too. But anyways... After this, he did The River Wild, which I remember being kind of good. L.A. Confidential, Wonder Boys, which is a good movie. He did Eight Mile with Eminem. Hmm. So, like, a lot of, you know, big stuff. So, uh, certainly a a talented director. The movie came out and did really well. It bumped, let's see, oh, yeah, it bumped Hook from its number one spot, although Hook, we'll see. It uh, did $140 worldwide, which is a lot of money at the time. So, it was a big hit. Yeah, so it was huge. Yeah, really, really big movie. And uh, basically the premise of the movie is that uh, after – this is what IMDb sets it up as. After her humiliated husband kills himself, an embittered pregnant woman loses her child and embarks on a mission of vengeance against a woman and her family. So that pretty much sums it up. All right, let's get into it then. I definitely didn't remember how it starts. Oh, oh my yoy. God, Jesus. Fucking A. It was like I was kind of on the fe- – I was like – I kind of want to turn this off. Actually, no, I turned it off. The first attempt to watch, I was like, this is fucked. It's too late. I don't want to get into this. Oh, my God. I can't. Just turn it off. Too dark for me to. It was so fucked how it started. Jonas, delicately go over what what we're talking about. (laughs) Okay. So, so right. So, in the movie, the movie starts with us meeting the family. We meet Claire and Michael, and we meet their kid, and we meet Solomon, the uh, gardener sort of housekeeper handyman. guy, handyman guy. But then it really gets started when Claire, who is pregnant, goes to see her doctor for an exam. And within a very short amount of time, we are thrown completely unprepared into a scene of this doctor sexually assaulting her. Like, like, yeah, man. And it it takes a long time. The scene. It's slow, it's it's agonizing. It's It's agonizing. And it's it's, and it's really troubling to watch. And also like oh god, the glove the doctor like takes the glove off. Oh my god. Secretly before he like ugh. It's I wrote down Jesus, this is what we start with. Holy shit. Yeah. I think I just wrote yikes. My first note is this doctor is making me uncomfortable. But I have to trust that he's doing everything in his power to be medically ethical. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
And so this is a new doctor, right? Uh, I guess. They, I don't know. Yeah, I it's a new so. doctor. His excuse one. was that he likes to make sure all his new patients get a full examination. Oh and then he proceeds to just fucking creep out hard. It's so it's so oh. troubling. Yeah. When he rubs her belly. Oh my god. Oh my god. god. Yeah, that was hard. It's all so fucked. So that happens. Uh and it like and at that point I really did think to myself I'm like, "Wait, what? Am I how did is this movie completely different than what I thought it was?" Yeah, me too. And so oh, so wow. moving and I was thinking to myself, how the hell is this going to have anything to do with them getting a nanny? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't understand <laughs> what this has to do with anything. And then all this stuff I had forgotten, right? What we learn is, so Claire goes home. She tells Michael. Michael tells her to tell the cops. She tells the cops and Dr. Mott, her doctor, you know, all these other women come out and he gets uh, like under indictment or whatever. Mm -hmm. He blows his brains out. And then we meet his wife being told that like, she's not going to get any life insurance money. All the money's gone. Mm -hmm. She, it turns out, is Rebecca de Mornay, which I had no idea about. Yeah, yeah. And then, I, so I wrote, oh shit, she's the wife. That's how the whole thing starts. Because I just assumed she was just a crazy broad that came out of the woodwork, like all these movies usually. Yeah, are. that's what I thought. Right. And, oh, and then it gets even more troubling because then we have to watch her, like, pass out and, like, have a miscarriage. Oh my God, it's so... <laughs> yeah. Much. Oh, I can't believe how so intense the. Yeah, we're like ten minutes in to the movie. Yeah, this is yeah. right. Boom, right into it. Oh God! So all <clears> that it, happens. It's also like I was kind of like, how does this get written? Like how? Like, <laughs> just the general like, I have a great idea for a freaking screenplay. Okay, so first, doctor's a creep. Molest cell of patients. Then wife has miscarriage. Now it's a revenge plot. This thing fucking writes itself. It's beautiful. <laughs> uh, also, let's throw in a handyman who's differently abled. And oh uh, yeah, man, I, we, we can't go wrong. It's like just the ideas all coming together. It just, I don't know. It's like so how, this is, how this ever came to be. So it's interesting, right? The, the, actually, I thought a little bit about that, too. So the woman who wrote this is a woman named Amanda Silver, who's a very successful screenwriter. Gotcha. She also wrote Jurassic World. She wrote that entire Planet of the Apes franchise, which I think is excellent, that just came out recently. Like, she's a very successful screenwriter. And, and, I, and I will say, part of the trouble with the movie for me is the opening stuff is so intense and batshit crazy mm -hmm. that like the rest of the movie feels very tame in comparison and slow as shit and slow oh. as shit i almost turned it off yeah me too like it's so slow and it's and it's like if the movie had wanted to be crazier and it is a there are pieces of it like to your point Robert, that are crazy like the whole opening 10 minutes that set this whole thing up, like breastfeeding a baby that isn't yours is bonkers. Yeah. Like there's so many like bonkers. The disabled guy building a fence. What? <laughs> <laughs> also, yeah. I mean, just, just the, the touch that like, why did the, why did she make him this, like this guy from a agency that's trying to help? Well, I feel like disabled. that's also like, I feel like that's like a holdover from these, like, 90s time like also of course claire has asthma which is a thing yeah. that is in every movie from the 90s ever oh and you knew that was coming into play right oh my god the second the second, she the second that like anything happened she started going <laughs> and you're like oh yeah well she's gonna like die of an asthma attack well it's that, either like it's either that or the kid the kids always have asthma in like every yeah, movie yeah. ever um anyways okay so all this crazy shit happens it does set up this revenge movie thing, which I wrote down, and this is the part, I, this is my favorite, I think this is the best decision the movie makes I wrote. I like that we know that Peyton Flanders, so what happens is, is Dr. Mott's wife decides to take revenge on the family that fucked her husband up. I'm not, I don't remember how she knows it's the, the whatever, Claire. And they, the Martel. news, the news, like, show her. Full, 
full like eight by ten glossy headshot <laughs> of the mom and it's like fucking Emma Bartle or what is it? Claire Bartell. Claire Bartell, the first woman who came forward, lives at this, you know, like, (laughs) I don't think that, but they totally fucking put her on blast as the one who started it all. And then several more people came forward. So she saw her and went like, it's on, I have my target. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, she. I did what I what I what I liked was that we knew that she was bad right from the start. Yeah. I mean, it definitely provides that kind of slow burn. There's suspense, right? It's suspense, like it's the yeah. it's the thing of like uh, when I was. I remember someone at one point. This is going to sound super film movie pretentious, but I don't give a shit. Alfred Hitchcock one time said something about the difference between suspense and surprise, and what he said was is. If you imagine there's a couple sitting at a table and there's a bomb under the table, surprise is us, the audience, seeing there's a bomb under the table at the same time as the people in the in the movie. Suspense mm-hmm. is showing the bomb and then sitting with the people while eating dinner while they don't know there's a bomb under the table. Uh-huh. And that I thought of as like, she's the bomb. Like we in every scene in the whole movie now, we know she's like lying, she's bad. Every time someone talks to her and doesn't get it, it's like, oh my God, she's bad. Like I thought that was a really smart move for the movie. Yeah. It's too bad the movie like gets real boring and slow after that and doesn't do very much with it. You're right. That was pretentious. That was so yeah. fucking pretentious. It was, right? Dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> You're, are you sitting in a chamber huffing your own farts right now? <laughs> you fucking pretentious dweeb. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am. He's got a tube from your fucking ass straight. He's got a room that only plays Alfred Hitchcock movies 24 7. That's right. I'm wearing those like old timey director pants from the 20s that are poofy on the sides. <laughs> uh anyways peyton all that stuff in the beginning happens it's completely insane yeah we meet solomon who by the way is objectively a pretty funny guy i would say the the measuring with his feet joke is pretty good Uh and then the uh i'm coming through the back door i'm coming through the back door i'm coming in the back door don't freak out i thought those are pretty funny jokes that that guy's got like a that guy's got like a tight five on being a handyman that he could probably do like <laughs> the guys got jokes. <laughs> yeah, the guys got jokes. <laughs> Anyways, Peyton shows up. She's like, "I'm a nanny," and like Claire's all cool. I hire anybody off the street. Come on in, and then hires her. Literally off the street. <laughs> <laughs> Literally off the street. Yeah, she's like, "I like her." Why? I don't know. Great. That's a great mm. idea. Yeah. Mm. And then she whatever comes to dinner and worms her way into the family and then a bunch of stuff happens that i don't so, have a lot of notes about. yeah <laughs> one question like i mean i get that she's not like sane right she's yeah she's kinda, I, i'm glad you picked snapped. that up she snapped but like your husband shoots himself because tons of women accused him of like raping them I mean, I don't know. I guess it's just like, are you taking it out on the women that your husband was like, I, I think. I think it's not about the husband. I think it's about the loss of the child. Uh, it's set in motion. Yeah. That, yeah events okay. that ultimately took her child from her. Okay. She wants a family. We're going to be on television. No, that's a different. But movie. I mean, but it's her husband's about, fault. Like, well, yeah, but like she can't blame it on him. She blames it on them yeah. bitches that you know fucking told on. I mean, okay, you did. She is crazy. You're right, but I do think a lot of it. I think most of it really is about because I mean she kind of tries to seduce Michael a little bit, but really in the end it's about Joe the baby and uh, Emma. Is that the daughter's name? Emma. It is Emma. Yes. Like, come with me. We're gonna be a family. Right. There's not much meat on this bone, by the way. No, I mean most of my notes are just most of my notes are just plot points. Yeah, most of my notes are just plot points that happen. I got Um, a great note. She dropped the ice on the floor and then put it back in the freezer. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That was was fucking maddening. You should have fired her on the spot. (laughs) Yeah, bro. What? (laughs) That was the moment that like. The way the way that like the way we reacted to the opening ten minutes, like 
my wife reacted to the ice that way. She's like, that is, come on. I can't <laughs> I totally, watch this. I cannot I, watch this. I've got to go. I've got to leave. I said it out loud, though. It's like, wait, she's not going to put that back in the freezer, though, right? She's putting it back in the freezer? It's she like, puts it back in the you freezer. you know she's a real psycho. Yeah, it's true. That is true. She also, when he goes like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, I dropped something. She doesn't even tell him because she loves the slow burn of watching them put like a like a hairy cube in <laughs> iced tea. The burn revenge. Yeah. Is, is, can I get you a glass of ice water? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every time like they're like, mm, I'm going to get a nice tall glass of iced tea. She's like, yeah, get that ice. Yeah, put it are. in the fucking Yeah, bag. you are. And then yeah. She, she looks at them as they're going. <laughs> what the fuck is it? Damn, some bits, these tea leaves. What is this? Some bits of shit in this tea. They like scoop a <laughs> finger into the back of their throat to get a hair out. She's like, oh yeah. And then she's down in her fucking room, just like fist pumping. Yes, yes, yes. It's fucking all coming together. I haven't cleaned those floors in weeks. <laughs> I've been exposed. Oh my god, that really is her worst revenge. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, God, Robert, you already jumped to the ice thing, which Sorry, also that was, no, that was like walk. I'm pretty sure it's the next thing that happened. I know. Uh, what? Oh god, what does happen? Uh, Allman paints a house next. Solomon does a lot of work around the house, and they Do decide they to this get guy? because yeah. no, they don't. I'm not sure if they when. Oh they, wait, there's oh, an no. agency that it's like helps helps people place who them to like, yeah, but you gotta pay them, don't you think? I mean, that guy's doing a lot of free work. That's fucked exactly. up. Well, I mean, I'm saying someone pays him, but it might not be the family. It might be the agency who's it's like a you know nonprofit that raises money. To I don't know. Dude. What are we getting into here? This is not important. This is not important. Although somehow more compelling than the plot of the book. Uh, oh, look, what okay, happens? So, so what Solomon, happen? yeah, Solomon works on the house. They start building a greenhouse. We spend mm-hmm. about an oh, hour. Oh, wait, with- wait, wait, dude! Pump the fucking brakes. So. The reason for the nanny, the need of the nanny. Yeah, yeah why? Because she wants to build a greenhouse. Question mark. She's going to be busy with that, you know? That's that's the reason. But She's going to she be in her she yard building other, a greenhouse. Had, she so hired she other... a woman to live in their house, full-time nanny. I mean, <laughs> it's a bit over the she's top. At, it's like she's just you could home get mom. the babysitter to come three, day, three hours a day or something while you're out really in the thick of the greenhouse building. I mean, to, Dan, to Danny's point too, like there are other workers making the greenhouse. I know she was just kind of like, well, she was doing some work, right? But there was a whole crew, wasn't there? Yeah, I mean, I don't want to downplay. It's a complicated greenhouse. Clearly. I mean, it definitely is. This but, isn't this isn't just a simple hoop house sort of scenario. Well, this no, this like, is not. You know, this is not like a Home Depot weekend fucking operation no. here. She donated most of her time at the other greenhouse. You know, like instead of like spending time with her family and cleaning the house, I mean, she didn't need the nanny. It's a good point. I never thought about that. She really just like kicks around indulging her green thumb while she has a nanny. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what she does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which, by the way, good for her. Like, I would love to spend all my time planting things and making a greenhouse in the backyard, but I have fucking responsibilities. Oh, you know? Shit. I can't fucking just pick up any old drifter off the street and make her a nanny and take advantage of some agency that sends out people to work for free. By the way, she's also got him. She's got Solomon and the nanny. Yeah. All of it. Putting up that – Solomon's putting up that birdhouse they put up once a year. Mom can't even be bothered to do that with her own daughter. She's once so lazy. Once a year. Once a year. They put a – by the way, once a year they put – a full-blown metal pipe three feet into the lawn? <laughs> Dude, that's like 12 feet tall. Why not just fucking mount it, bro? <laughs> I know. And you're putting it up with like a steel Set pipe. That is like construction-grade <laughs> metal piping. That No, it's terrible. It's going to leave Solomon just put it on the porch. Like, right? why are we burying the thing? I know it's got to be so high up. The birds can't. Oh my god! Put it on the. Yeah, he's already up there. He's on a ladder that's taller than that thing. 
He's already putting Ugh. the chimes up. You know he did that, not her. <laughs> oh my god, that would be amazing if every single time something had to be done, she just pawned it off to Solomon or to the nanny. <laughs> like she's all like, here's the wind chime. She's like, oh my god, Solomon, can you hang that up? <laughs> I'll be in the greenhouse. <laughs> I'll be in the greenhouse. Oh my god. So they, okay, they get a greenhouse. Uh boy. We meet some other people. We meet Marty and Marlene Craven, who are right friends friends right and marlene and michael used to date or were they in love i don't understand any of that marlene was his first first love love, i guess so they just they dated in college or or yeah so anyways they come over they're introduced into the into what is we can loosely call a plot (laughs) (laughs) then uh i mean we basically get like a half an hour of like we can sum it all up and just say like uh, Peyton is breastfeeding Joe the baby, which is making Joe the baby like her more than Claire. Right. She's also like buddying up to Emma and making Emma like her more than Claire. Yeah. And then, and then she plants. She starts planting seeds in people's minds, or I guess Claire. She starts mind. like gaslight, gaslighting everybody, <laughs> so, right? Like she makes so Claire she, think. Yeah. She gets with the mom and says, "Hey, Solomon." Seems oh right. Well, Sol- so Sol- Well, what happens is, is right. Is Solomon is painting the windows oh, one day, yeah. okay. and he's up the ladder, and he catches uh, accidentally through the window, Peyton breastfeeding baby Joe, who now has like started being weird feeding wise, which has made Claire think, "Oh my God, what's wrong with the baby?" So it right. started like, but also like, don't do that in broad daylight. Anyway, Solomon sees it. And then she goes up to Solomon later, and she's like, "Don't fuck with me, bro. Like, don't tell anybody." Yeah, she and said, what she say? My story will be better. Yeah. And then she, oh, and she uses the R word a bunch of times, which also yeah. makes me really uncomfortable. But I will say this. Ernie Hudson do, is doing some, I think, I think he's doing some good work, especially in that scene. There's a lot of like yeah. going on with him in that scene, which I liked. Anyways, to your point, yes. Then you can take it from there, right? Then she like starts to sow the seeds of... So then, yeah, then she goes to the mom and, and I mean, essentially not, she's trying to get rid of Solomon because he's a liability. He saw that she was right. breastfeeding. So then she goes to the mom and tries to say that the way he touches the daughter is strange and she's a little bit concerned. Mom's like, nah, come on. He's great. They get along great. He's uh, part of the family. And then... Um, he's a part of the she, family. A member of the family who works all the time for no money. <laughs> And then, and then she plants a pair of the daughter's underwear in his like toolbox thingy trailer, bike trailer, and yeah. then asks the mom to go look if he has batteries maybe because they need some. And then she finds the, the underwear, you know, then obviously assumes that things are not good uh, with his interaction with the daughter. They boot him. He's a creep. So yeah, he then, gets arrested. Oh my god, it's so sad. That, Jesus. Wait, he got oh. arrested? No, he has got taken well, away they, by, the, by the... Oh, some guys are like putting yeah, him in a the car. Yeah, that was the agency. Those guys look like... They look like FBI people to me. That <laughs> was the agency that they like loaded up his bike and took him back to the agency housing. <laughs> I don't know what the fucking... I mean, but yeah, that's a good point, though. I mean, why Why wasn't there like... You know, maybe if the, if that's what they thought was going on, I think police are involved. There's questioning and trying to get to the bottom of something instead of just. We just need to. We just need to. They sort of just like uh, you know threaded in the interrogation scene from the crush, and that would have basically filled those. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so that happens now. Tensions building in the house, right? Things are starting to fall apart a bit. Oh, there's also so there's also the bit with the proposal. She also does the oh, bit where then, she throws away yeah. Claire's supposed to mail Michael's proposal. Ooh, man, that that frustrated me because he was well, going to yeah. He was going to just go right then and mail it. And she yeah. said, "Oh, I'll take care of it. Don't worry." And then she just puts it in her purse and, and goes to the what was the botanical gardens for the day. It's like, "No, no, no, no. This is a very important thing. The first order of business <laughs> is go mail that." Cuz that's what he was going to do. So what are you yeah. helping by not going and doing it right away? She's when that's a where terrible he was wife. I mean, I don't know if I'd go that far, but I mean, dude, we could have avoided the proposal snafu. 
She could have lost her nanny, <laughs> her fucking house, <laughs> everything. She could have lost all those workers that she makes work for her. I mean, she wouldn't have lost it. It was in her purse, and this psycho took it, ripped no, it up. You do, no, you do, make, you do make a good point, though, because I did think the same thing. I'm like, I would. why don't you just swing by FedEx on the way to the thing? Hell it's yeah, a very bro. important thing. It's extremely so that, what, important. So that, what, you can go and like assist in watering some plants that are already being staffed by a plant watering staff? It's not even yeah. like... They're gonna die if she doesn't show up. Anyways, whatever. That does lead though to the scene in the to- in the bathroom stall. So uh, Peyton gets the sneaks the FedEx uh, whatever the proposal out of the purse and excuses herself to the bathroom, and then she rips it up, and then she goes shit house nuts inside of the bathroom yeah. stall and s- with this like toilet plunger and screams and smashes everything. And I I also liked that. I thought that was good stuff. I remember that from the trailer. Oh yeah, that it was good. I like that. Again, like a little more crazy stuff would have been would have been more interesting because all, all, all her setup seems so tame. Yeah, but, and they don't they don't ultimately. What's weird about it is they don't ultimately lead too much, right? Like yeah. the proposal well, they, they lead thing to just leads, slowly whittling away at the sanity of Claire, right? A little bit, yeah. But it's a like the bit. proposal thing leads to like a tepid argument that is over very quickly between her and Michael mm-hmm. where he's like, yeah. he's like, Oh my God. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he's like, I'm sorry too. And then like, <laughs> she tries, she tries to seduce Michael. Yeah. In, with the ice, with the ice and she's got the negligee thing on. And he's like, mm, you know what? I'm not interested. I'm heading to bed. And she's like, all right, that's fine. Yeah. And then like, <laughs> she, like it doesn't, you know what I mean? Like she makes uh there's all these like setups that potentially could make the movie more interesting. If like Michael did sleep with her, it would at least like jack up the stakes. Yeah. So it's it's true, just like um, Solomon is like, uh, you know, he's to your guys point earlier, he's like not arrested. He just has to like go back to the place where he works and they're like, all right, it's fine. You can leave. And he's like, okay, cool. Thanks. Uh, right. It's kind of a lot of that. Like even the surprise party thing is like, Surprise Leading party up was to this, pretty rough. They plan the yeah, but they like plan the surprise. So they plan the surprise party, and I guess Peyton's doing this whole thing so that Michael will spend time with Marlene, and then she can sow the seeds with Claire that Michael yeah. and Marlene are together. But again, all that buildup leads to uh, Claire coming home and being like, "You're fucking Marlene," and he's like, "It's actually a surprise party," and she's like, "Oh my god, I'm embarrassed." And then they're like, "It's fine, okay, cool, that's no big deal." All right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like minor inconveniences. (laughs) Exactly. Like, there's no. Like, you know, that party went on with, (laughs) like, with everyone. Oh my God. Anyway, I was like, that should have been. That should have been the rest. That should have been another 10 minutes of that movie. More entertaining watching the awkward party have to unfold. Yeah. So (laughs) let's play a game of, let's play a game of guess then. If you're Claire, do you think Claire just goes, like, sorry guys, and goes to bed? Or do you think she's like, all right, uh, happy birthday? <laughs> like, do you no, think you just ride that out and like blow out the candles and have cake? Like open presents, just yeah, crying right. the whole time. Yeah, just dress. <laughs> by the way, dress. Also, who throws a fucking surprise party at like one in the afternoon on a Wednesday? Like everyone is dressed up, and she's like coming from. Where is she coming from? Uh, the dry cleaner? The dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah. She's just Michael goes like, hey, hey, will you go run a bunch of errands? She's like, sure, I'll be sweaty and fucked up when I get back. <laughs> yeah, it's not a big deal. Not. There's not going to be anything going on here, and no one's going to be dressed up, so it doesn't matter that you look like shit when you get home. And she's like, all right, great. And then she comes home, and he's like, look at all these people dressed in fancy clothes. Here's a party for you. It's not a great setup. It's true. It was like middle of the day surprise party, huh? Yeah, it was, it was, she, was, she was visiting the dry cleaner. Yeah, early. I mean, this. yeah, you're right. Dry cleaners are- Well, you had to get her out of the house. Weekend? Yeah, yeah but, but like- I mean- what, She's got nothing else to do. Like, what is he going to say? <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe like a Friday at 5 p.m. Let's go with that. You know? If anything, yeah. that should have like, like put alarm bells in her head that like, wait, what? He wants me to actually do something <laughs> for a <our> family? <laughs> she's like, like Solomon, can you up. take this stuff to the dry cl- Oh, he's gone. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> I mean, even if there wasn't that awkward <laughs> interaction, that surprise party would have been shitty anyway, right? Yeah. Surprise, everyone's dressed up, 
hey, enjoy your party. Hey, Chill. it's two o'clock on Wednesday. We're gonna eat cake for twenty five minutes. Everyone will say hi, and then that's probably it. Yeah, Marlene's on a lunch break actually, so she's got to run back. <laughs> yeah, right. She's showing the house. Anyway, so a bunch of stuff that doesn't really pay off much happens for the next hour. And yep. then we get to Marlene. I think I feel like the next real big beat is like Marlene after the surprise party is going to sell out. She's a real realtor and she gets the listing for the Dr. Mott's house. And as she's looking at the paperwork, she discovers that the There's wind a wind chime <laughs> is also there. Give me a break, bro. Wind chimes. She's like, what is that? She breaks out a magnifying glass on she's a like, fucking wind chimes on her out. And she goes, that's a wind chime. I've seen a wind chime before. Where have I seen a wind chime before? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? It's at Claire's house. Holy shit. That's the same wind chime. It must be. There's something fishy going on. I got to go look at the microfiche. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she also at one point asks what the fuck it is. And like someone has to tell her it's a wind chime. I'm pretty sure. So when maybe she she's never it. seen a wind chime and it does <laughs> seem really crazy to her. She's like, there's one of the, there's that thing again. <laughs> Holy shit. There was a scene before that where she goes, what's that? What's that horrible noise? So she's never seen or heard yeah. of a wind chime before ever. A- apparently. So, so, yeah. okay. In her world, it was like the wind chime, not just a wind the chime. The only wind so, chime. See, I mean, listen, it's guys, it's like if you were walking down the street and you saw a unicorn and then three weeks later, you saw a picture with a unicorn in it again. I mean, you, you know, gotta like, be the same that's one. that unicorn. Or would you be like, holy shit, there are unicorns. Well, she doesn't really understand the logic of wind chimes (laughs) as a mass-produced product that's available to the public, right? She thinks that was something made by... Yeah, that could be be like some sort of offspring from from Peyton. She doesn't even know how it's supposed to exist on Earth, it doesn't seem like. (laughs) So she fucking becomes detective. She figures out that... Yeah, she figures she goes she goes to the microfiche and right, she discovers that Peyton was Dr. Mott's wife and she goes to the house, she races through the streets. Very exciting stuff. Yep. And she gets to the house and by now Peyton, we should set up before this. For whatever reason Peyton rigs the the greenhouse before this. So that anybody who walks into the greenhouse will instantly be killed. Uh, well, I mean, for the reason the only one going in the greenhouse is Claire. Ah, uh, so she sets the. Th- you're right. That's true. She sets the thing up for Claire. She wheels the windows up and then locks them with a shovel by the door, so that when you open the door, it knocks it, and the windows will close, and glass will fall all over everybody. So she shows up, and then she, of course, tells Marlene, "Hey, she's in the greenhouse." And then Marlene runs into the greenhouse, and then a bunch of glass falls on her. There's mm-hmm. like a 5% chance that someone's going to die from that glass. Yeah, agree. I mean, it's agree. definitely not a lock. It's definitely not just a no. guarantee. No. I mean, no. there is a chance. Big old shards of just straight up, you know, pain glass. Not. I mean, I think we've all, yeah, if it's like a ghost situation where the shard of glass goes straight, <laughs> like, through someone's entire body. Yeah. Okay. But, like, it also doesn't look like from the shot that the glass really gets her. It kind of looks like it just goes, like, Tinkle, tinkle on her head. Like, she falls it's true. Yeah. Like she should have gotten stitches. And that's they, should have, <laughs> right. they should have maybe had like, you know, the shot at the end where like one giant chunk is in her or something, right? That's what I was yes. hoping Because yeah. it was kind of like, wait, she could be okay. The cops show up and they're just like, hey, guys, check this out. And they're just like, huh. <laughs> Not like, a- oh, shit, get the medics over here. She might be okay. <laughs> yeah, we have medics on site. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, they're like, no, no, no. This is this one's a goner for sure. Don't yeah, even bother going in there. Exactly. It's not necessary. You can leave her. Actually, it's fine. So, but this okay. This was pretty diabolical, right? So she then Peyton uh, drains all of her. Uh, oh yeah, I like that. Her inhalers. Yeah, and then, um. Well, what? I guess that was just because ultimately she was thinking that she would just die from the green. Well, yeah, I mean, she almost right? does, right? That she because this weird but, thing the because, the, because the kind of asthma that Claire has makes her instantly have an asthma attack at, at like any given moment that she's 
stressed out. Like she goes from zero to instant asthma attack. Right. In one second. And by the way, I used to have asthma as a kid. I know how it works. It doesn't like work like that. Um, well, it, but it, I guess extreme, the whole extreme, extreme, you know, scenarios of extreme, like fear or your heart. Yeah, I guess all right. it's true. You're, you start, you know, freaking out, having difficulty you're, breathing. You're right, Robert. Okay. Listen, before all you fans of the show start tweeting at me about how I don't know about asthma. <laughs> yeah, bro. I don't know about asthma. I'm a doc. I'm not a doctor. So I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, they point, had, Robert, they had asthma consultants. <laughs> did they really? They did in the credits. So there were like four doctors. Okay, how about this then? What didn't one of those consultants tell her that she was not using the inhaler correctly ever <laughs> the entire movie? She would just be like, I'll open her mouth and take the inhaler and just be all like... From like six inches away. From six yeah. inches away. Just like shoot it like towards her open mouth hole and that was it. Just like, huh, that's, you know, and I'm not going to, that'll die. Like, no that, wonder that. she had asthma so bad. She never got the inhaler <laughs> in her mouth. I know. But to your point, Robert... She she lets all the juice out of the asthma inhalers because I think you're right. She expects now that the greenhouse idea didn't work, Claire will come home and see Marlene and then she'll have an asthma attack. Right. And then she'll That's die. That's right. She did it after Marlene, right? She didn't yeah. do it in preparation for the greenhouse thing. Yeah, no, Marlene dies and then right. and then uh, Peyton prepares the asthma inhalers. It's kind of funny. Yeah. She's sitting in front of the mirror and she goes like – which is kind of funny. Uh-huh. And then she goes, she takes baby Joe for a walk. And I guess just assumes like Claire will come home and then she'll freak. see and she'll freak. And she almost does die, right? Like on the porch for whatever reason she doesn't. That's also completely Dude, unexplained. Why doesn't know she why. die? Well, I don't have no idea. Her, they got there and revived her. Who, who, they, who called? Who called who those called? people? She called, but then she couldn't talk. Remember? Uh. She called right away. And she got in the house and then she was like, <laughs> and then fucking dropped, dropped the, phone the phone and ran to grab an inhaler. And then it was empty. And then she grabbed another, it was empty. And then she saw her purse, which I'm assuming she had one in it. Oh, right. Yes. At the yeah, greenhouse. Yeah, yeah. So she started to try to go to it and she collapsed on the porch, which I got to say, it was pretty stressful and intense. Her asthma attack. Like it was, a, it, was, a, it, was, was it was a pretty suspenseful sequence. And then, and then when she just fell on the porch and was laying there, and it just was on her, just steady shot of her going like, eh. yeah, agreed. That was good. Oh my good. god! Oh my god! I was kind of hoping I thought it she was would. Intense. I thought she was gonna. I genuinely wondered. I'm like, oh whoa, is she gonna like die yeah. in this movie? Like I, I, thought, I did wonder that. I thought she was gonna die, and I actually would have preferred that. Me too. <laughs> no, no. I then was like having these, you know, false memories of like, yeah, okay, I think she does die, huh? And then. I don't know. But anyway, um, it was intense and she was saved. Yeah, she gets saved. And then what happens? Peyton tries to seduce Michael. That doesn't work out. It's another why, one why of those scenes. Why didn't he fire her after that? Like she's trying to get up, you know, and have sex with him. Yeah. Why would he fire her? And maybe like talk to know. his wife yeah. and be like, hey, she's it's a little hectic. She's like come on to me several times. Yeah. And we, we don't really need her. Yeah, we don't really need her for one. Her universe is done, by the way, so we don't need her anymore. Um, so let's go ahead. What are you? What are like? He should be all like, "What are you doing all day now?" I don't. <laughs> it seems you're just driving back and forth to the greenhouse with more plants. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, she tries to seduce him. It doesn't work. Great payoff movie. Um, <laughs> then, and then, oh yeah. Cause then he's, so he goes out into the yard and like ties up the door of the greenhouse so no one can go in. Right. Yeah. And then they're yeah. all wet and they go inside and she's wearing like a, a drenched, uh, she's wearing like a wet t-shirt. She's like wearing like a wet t-shirt right. contest. And then she, yeah. like, she's drying him off and. Yeah, and then he's like, no, what are you doing? I, I, yeah, he's like, we've already been through this, bro. Yeah, like I, I'm not interested. And she's yeah. like, okay, cool. I guess I'll go to my room. Thanks. Okay, bye, everybody. Thanks. I, I don't get how now. At, at, she comes back from the, the hospital, Claire. Yeah. Like, how do they not have the conversation that I got home and she was dead in there? The only person that's here is fucking what's her bucket? Oh, yeah. Peyton, that's a good point. And all my inhalers were empty. That doesn't make sense. Something is like they they didn't talk about anything. No. That's true. They You're just right. Were like, huh, You're right. That was a really sketchy, a close call. Also, yeah, 
not just a close call because our friend died. In the backyard, in the greenhouse, was yeah. sliced to death by a thousand yeah. pieces of glass, and they're playing fucking go fish on the on the fucking rug like it's happy times in the house. That's like his best like, friend from childhood, and he just yeah. give a shit. Oh, you're right. He, he doesn't give a shit. Well, he gives the funeral shit. Yeah, oh, that's, that's true. true. He gives a shit that night in the rain, I guess. Yeah, he says like I can't stop. Thinking about her, seeing her face, seeing her face, yeah. yeah. Even though he arguably I can't believe didn't. she's gone. That's right. It. Now I got and, no one yeah. to bump smokes off of. Fuck. I know. I don't. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, but Claire does get home, and she gets home, and they have repainted the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And this is, I like this too. Michael has whipped up another surprise for Claire after the first one went so well. Uh, she's like, who did this? And he's like, oh, Peyton did it. We thought we'd do it as a surprise for you. No more surprises, bro. It's not necessary. <laughs> you don't need to do those. You don't need to do it. I don't think uh, it worked out really well. You should not be doing those right now. Everyone should have walked out of the closet. <laughs> with, with, the, with still the cake and the cake. Happy birthday. Oh, all right, sorry. <laughs> he's awkwardly walked downstairs. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, we got a bad, bad time again. Yeah. Uh, okay, and Claire, uh, there's uh, turtles all up uh, on in the bedroom, and then I forget what. Oh, Claire goes investigating Marlene's death. She walks to Marlene's. She goes to Marlene's office, and apparently can go through all her things without anybody knowing her or <laughs> right. caring. Right, and sees the house listing, and then goes to the house, and the real estate guy lets her in and she sees the same turtles in the nursery in that house. And she's like, what turtles? And then she sees a breast pump and she's like breast pump. And then she puts it all together. <laughs> and the guy in the background is like, what's that? A toy? Breast Dude, pump? that, that was insane. <laughs> so that's a weird toy over there, if you ask me. <laughs> you should see the strange pipe thing blowing in the garage. I've never seen one of those either. <laughs> Wait, what? I don't know what. Wind chime. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't great. I could have done better with that one. All right. So, anyways, now Claire knows that Peyton is Mrs. Mott, and she rushes home, and they are, and the, she storms in and gives Peyton the old clueless punch right in the noggin, and sends her across the table. Which that was um, good. I like. I love that. I punch. That, that, was she awesome. just that was good. Squared off instead of slapping her, her, she just full on punches. Yeah, yeah. full on punches her, which is cool. Then they're like, "We should." Then she's like, "This is also weird." Then she's like, we got to, like, get her out of this house. And Peyton's like, yeah, get out of here now. And then Claire's like, we got to call the cops. And Michael's like, Claire, calm down. <laughs> Which, what? Why? It's, anyways, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Then the finale comes. Uh, what happens? Uh, Michael goes downstairs. Peyton didn't really leave the house. So she bashes him with a shovel and sends him over the stairs where he... Breaks both legs. But he gets hit in the head. He falls over the rail. Flips over the thing, yeah. Lands on his shoulders. <laughs> when, when when Claire gets down there, he goes, I can't move. I broke both my legs. You know what's <laughs> funny about that? Is that when he landed, I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, his his arms must be broken. Yeah. I thought I was like, ooh, brutal. Like yeah. shoulder to the concrete. And then he goes, I broke both my legs. It's like, wait, <laughs> what? What did I miss here? <laughs> I thought was... he was just telling her that he had broken his own legs on purpose. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my shoulder's killing me. Everything and I just started wailing on I, my yeah, legs. I gotta be honest, I'm pretty freaked out by all this. <laughs> I broke both my legs, you're gonna have to take care of it. <laughs> losing it i just broke both my legs <laughs> you know he was fine you know he was fine oh my god that was scared yeah. <laughs> this bitch is crazy my uh my my legs are broken yeah that's the ticket <laughs> oh my god they just like cut she like runs upstairs and it just stays on him and he just like stands up and just backs out of the house <laughs> 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 it should have cut to him just running out of the house down the street. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, I broke both my legs. And then it cuts to him and he's just all. <laughs> <laughs> just repeating that. I broke both my legs. I broke both my legs. I broke both my legs. <laughs> just running down the street away from the house. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyways, there's a bunch of stuff. Whatever. They're in the house. Yeah. Emma's the MVP. She tricks 
Uh, she tricks Peyton. Peyton runs around and smashes everything with a shovel, which yeah. I kind of like. That was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we're up in the attic. Yet another one of these movies that ends yeah. in an attic. <laughs> yeah, oh, and a big attic again. I know. No merry-go-round, but... <laughs> no merry-go-round, but I did think about that. <laughs> oh, Solomon's back, by the way. He's helping the family. Uh, anyways, whatever. Peyton gets shoved out the window, and she gets impaled on the fence that, Pey- that Solomon built. It's yeah. a white picket fence. There's a lot of symbolism and irony there that, I don't know, we don't need to talk about, I suppose. And that's the end of the movie. Pretty anticlimactic, I had to say. What do we think about this? I think I can guess what we think. My my synopsis is that if the movie were even half as insane after that first 10 minutes and followed through with all of its insanity, I think it would have been a much more fun movie. But as it stands, this is not a movie I'm going to watch again. Nothing memorable here, I would say. Yeah, my uh, review, having seen it for the first time, is... Oh, yeah, right. Jesus. Just like a hand that rocks the cradle... This movie put me to sleep. Oh, oh yeah. snap. <laughs> Take that, Hand the Rocks the Cradle. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, that's it. Uh, yeah. Should we spin the wheel? Should we get that wheel going? Yeah. yeah what do you want to put on there instead? How about we just put two hours of the TV being turned off? Because that would be the same thing. <laughs> Our review of looking at a blank TV. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a slow burn. <laughs> well, we'll, leave, we'll, leave, we'll leave it blank. We'll leave it blank. Okay, leave it blank. Here we go. Right, here we go. Wait, if it lands on the blank, then we just do a wild card. We'll just come up with some on the sure. fly. Okay. Oh, wow. Another movie in the same vein, kind of. Oh, the Good Son. Oh! I was kind of hoping we would get that, but also hoping we would be let out of this like unstoppable cycle of these. <laughs> yeah, seriously. let's do it. No, but the wheel yeah. has spoken, and okay. hopefully this one's better. It's actually kind of not bad because now we can watch them back to back and compare. And if I recall, yeah. someone has asthma in that movie as well. Oh my god, I think you're right. Doesn't uh, Elijah Wood have asthma? I think maybe he does, but the whole I, I don't actually does. remember that. Anyways, all right, the good son. There you go. The same things happen in that movie. He says, don't fuck with me at some point. It's all the uh-huh. same stuff as I recall. Wait, let's check it out is. real quick. When was that movie made? I bet you it was made the Similar. same year. 1993. I'm pretty sure I saw that in the theater as well. Oh, we yeah. saw that together at the drive-in in Santa Cruz. Right? Oh, shit. Wow. Where was I? Where's the invite? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, great. The, the, good, the good son. Looking forward to that one. Um, yeah. Good stuff, guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Yet another uh, another enjoyable podcast from a movie that is maybe less so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've done our job right. This will be more entertaining than the film we talk about. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks again for a glorious time. Uh, yep. We'll see. We'll see you guys next time for the Good Son, and okay. let's really hope that one delivers because I can't sit through any more of these '90s thrillers. <laughs> yeah, we'll see you in three months, guys. Yeah. Oh, see you. You know what? God <laughs> damn it. <laughs> All so right. Bye. Bye. Bye, love you too. I love you guys. Bye. Bye. It's Robert's thing. It's his thing. Bye.